everybody, welcome back to the Far Out Podcast. My name is Todd Perry, and to the right of me is the great Buck Perez. Todd, how we doing? Doing good, Buck. Nice to have you here. What to do? And coming back from another show, normally we just do a show where he uh, breaks down websites and tells us, tells us everything about the internet, but now the ball's in our court. And now he's going to learn a little bit about the terrestrial world. It's none other than the man from the internet. The terrestrial world fascinates me. So, you know, if you feel uncomfortable or need to ask questions about things we're talking about, maybe some things that relate to human emotions, or if maybe you don't understand the expressions on my face, just ask. I will. Or if you want to hit some weed, hit me up. Because he's getting looped up right now on the Bud Light Platinum. Look at this. The guy. man from the internet <laughs> loves digital beer. Yes, he does. I got to say that normally uh, our drink of choice on this show is Bud Light Platinum. And uh, some people give a shit about that. But I think it's working on the man from the internet. Yeah. I'm going to have to hang out for a while after the show. <laughs> That's it, all I'm saying. D- did it deliver on the promise? Low calorie, high alcohol. Yes. Very good. But Buck and I, we can we can handle this. Our livers are set up to deal with the platinum after these many shows. It's a weekly thing now. So on today's show, uh, we're going to talk about a new... This sounds odd, but a new trend in speaking and speech patterns that's been driving me nuts. And I think the people on the show, it's been driving them nuts. It's been oh. driving society nuts. Valley girl speak. No. No. Something else. Oh. It's a form of valley girl speak, isn't it? It is a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it is a little bit, but we'll get into that. Oh. And, uh, and, you sound uh, disaffected, Todd. Jeez, what's yeah. Wrong? yeah. And we're going to talk about some stereotypes that affect certain segments of the nerd community when dating. The man from the internet, I'm looking at you. I have some words about this. And uh, then also, uh, we're going to get into some listener mail, and I'm going to talk about a horrifying experience I had yesterday that you won't want to miss out on. So uh, all that's happening on the Far Out Podcast. But before we get into that, we have a sponsor. Southern California. uh, Clean up your speech, Perry. Too much Bud Light Platinum. (laughs) Southern California residents, are you looking for a quick weekend getaway with all the expense of staying at a, a without all, <laughs> ooh, who who writes this shit <laughs> w- w- without all the expense expense of staying at a at a big time resort? Do you want to see new and exciting cultural experiences? Southern California Timeshares now offers getaways, urban adventures. Oh, are you bored of losing in Vegas? Why not spend two days? Right where the historic 110 freeway meets the 105 at Nickerson Gardens Housing Projects. Ooh, that's a good spot. Or enjoy the cool beach breezes at a wonderful timeshare unit on 23rd and Lewis in Long Beach. Or, if you like downtrodden white people, jump on the Metrolink and spend a relaxing vacation ingesting domestic beers and shooting rats at a trailer park in Riverside. There's so much the hood has to offer. (laughs) Inexpensive prostitution, foreign languages, tasty ethnic cuisine cockfights, and challenging dice games. And it's all yours at incredible rates. Now, Todd, can I go camping on Skid Row? Yes, you can, Buck. Because last time I went down there, there was a lot of tents. Is, is, is that what's going on? Yeah, actually. Is that, is that like glamp, glamping? Uh, Getaways Urban Adventures will yeah, help glamping. you with your tent. You can rent it very affordably. Oh. You can stay there, and you'll actually have actual destination ideas about what to do while you're there. People to meet. Things to do. People to avoid. Crack to smoke. There's so much the hood has to offer. So this summer, Palm Springs is going to be hotter than a motherfucker, and San Diego will be, be full of overpriced rednecks. Why not go real and go getaways? Book now. Your getaways urban adventure comes with a free bus pass, L.A. Metro tap card. Nice. So just dial 1-800-GO-GHETTO. That's 800-GO-GHETTO, and ask for Mookie. 
So in the parlance of the internet, if someone was pitching me this idea, they'd say Airbnb for the projects, and that's what this is. What keywords will we use if you were to Google this, looking for a getaways urban adventure? Um, that's a good um, Cheap. I don't know, honestly. I, I, haven't, I haven't thought about the SEO implications of this yet. <laughs> which you usually, know what none of your listeners will understand what I just well, said. But usually, but Todd's, Todd's with me. You do consider the SEO implications of most things. To be fair, like I've been in this so long, the first thing I think of is what's the SEO implication here? Good. Yeah. Wow. I want you to ask that question to most of the things brought up on today's show. Maybe okay. we can we can take that apart. Yeah. Airbnb for the ghetto. I love it. So yesterday, I don't know if people follow me on Twitter. This this show was coming out probably three weeks past my tweets. So I can, you know, edify people on what happened to me yesterday. But oh. I was uh, Saturday mornings. I, I've I've taken the the game of golf. I've always I've golfed my whole life, and I you know sometimes I golf. You froth? Eh, like sometimes I'll go six months without golfing, and then I'll golf every weekend for like six months, and I'll take time off. But I've always I've, I've golfed since I was fourteen. Really? I recently discovered a love for golf. I wish I had more. Now that I have more time, we should actually we should go golfing. Now is it is it the kind of golf where that, that you play online, or is it one of these yeah, things like the Korean familiar? people they hit into the digital world and you see this fake ball go out? Are or is familiar, it actual terrestrial golf? Are you familiar with we golf? It's very similar. I to mean, that. Yeah. Todd, I've been golfing since I was a kid. I mean, I, I can get it through the windmill. A like one shot now. No, no, this is actual, actual. Uh, That's course fucking golf. golfing. It's actual course golf. What you see those those clubs in the this corner? Is, this? this is why I don't want to go because you course golfers oh, are all, that fell all snobs. You course golfers. Yeah, you course, course golfers, golfers are all snobs. Pure snobbery. Fucking you! You don't have the balls to go to Mulligans <laughs> on a Tuesday. <laughs> fucking shoot some real real balls. Let's go. Let's right. go. I'm Let's down. Go. Let's go. Fuck you. Oh, there was no AstroTurf <laughs> where I was golfing, but uh, me and my buddy Saul, you know Saul, obviously, but yeah, yeah. Uh, me and Saul have been golfing like every Saturday morning uh, for like the last six months because he just picked it up, and so we hit up a quick course, and it's awesome because my wife, she goes to like a boot camp where she does this like intense workout every Saturday morning, and so then she's like, Todd, you need to work out. I go, well, I'm going to go golfing. She goes, well, that's healthy for you. But then once I hit the course, like I crack open a deuce deuce of like Bud, <laughs> and I have some like Bud like Platinum's it's in there. Sport. Do you drink 40s? On the, on the course? Uh, you know what? It's a little heavy. It's kind of cumbersome to carry. I would. I mean, I ingest that amount of liquor, but it would be hard for me to put it in my golf bag and then take it out. It, you know, it's difficult enough, so I need something easy to travel with. So, so you, I don't, a- you don't go with like a flask of whiskey or Glenfiddich or something? No, no. I go with like uh, – I buy a, like a 22 and then on, my, on the comeback – you know, as I get closer to the uh, the clubhouse on the way back, then I buy another one. So usually, I just about fifty ounces of golf uh, of golf <laughs> of golf hall. Fifty ounces of golf hall. Golf hall, and I and I go through the course. But so isn't, isn't golf a sport? I'm sorry, where you take a break at some point and drink. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you're supposed to like you know kick Not, back the nineteenth hole, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, golf people sit there. They smoke cigarettes. They they smoke weed, and it's why aren't I into the sport? Cigars? Do you not hang out with the guys who smoke cigars? Oh, yeah, we smoke cigars. Okay, we smoke cigars. All right, we enjoy ourselves. And so my wife f- thinks I'm getting exercise. So she's like, "Go, go, blow all the money on golf, man! It's you're burning calories. You're staying fit." And I'm like, "I'm just getting drunk the whole time." <laughs> but so I went yesterday morning. This is golf course in Long Beach, in like Southeast Long Beach, a nice part of town off a of Pacific Coast Highway. Okay, morning, and you're getting drunk. Yeah, it was well. Yeah. We we had a ten o'clock tea time, <laughs> play nine holes. It's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah, and mm. I, I, I cracked open a beer on the first hole, and uh, so we were only playing nine holes. So it's like a two hour, 
morning thing. Okay. And then, you know, I got shit to do. So, you know, me and, me and Saul, we crack some beers and play, play some golf. And as I'm putting together an amazing round, I got to say. And by the time I got to the eighth hole, I was playing some of the best golf of my life. Under par? Oh, no, I was slightly over. But okay. for me, this That's was... That's really good. This was I was like bogeying every hole, for those of you who know golf. I was okay. Like, I was one over going into the eighth hole. That's way better than I would do. For each hole. Fucking courses. Yeah. So, <laughs> so about the uh, eighth hole, I start seeing like all these police start rolling up, and I can see where the clubhouse is by the parking lot. And the clubhouse is where you pay your money, yeah. and you, you set everything up before you start playing. It's the central location. And I start hearing all these cops... Start rolling up to the uh, clubhouse, and I'm sitting with my buddies. Like, what the hell's going on? We're in a nice part of Long Beach, and uh, why are they showing up at the golf course? Right. And so we're, we're wondering what's going on. We're playing, we're chipping, we're putting, we're doing our thing, we're talking shit, we're drinking beer, drinking beer, and enjoying ourselves. And yeah. then, I, then I see like a, a large fire truck show up, and then we start smelling the air. We think, oh, maybe there's a fire. But I think that was just the kitchen, like cooking burgers or whatever. Coming up. But, <laughs> Overcooking burgers. But the, the great thing is once you start seeing all this commotion, you start you guys the, the, elaborating. Like, what's happening? The like, funny thing is you guys took a second to smell like the air, like you're, like you're Native Americans or something. Like, <laughs> like we're you, Ewoks. You did, you check the, did you check the tracks on the ground, <laughs> exactly. like how much the grass was compressed? That's like, what I'm <laughs> well, there is nothing more uh, kind of tribal than actually playing golf because dudes – Dudes get real like they, they they grab the grass and they throw it up and they watch which way the air is going. It's like the biggest way that, that people are getting re that that part of you that is in touch with nature that is aware of trees. That's the way the way the way Caref- is carefully is curated nature. Yes, <laughs> I mean it's all bullshit on some level, but the, you're using these old school instincts, you know. So we're sitting there, we're looking at each other. It's me and my buddy Saul, my buddy James, and we're looking around. We don't know what the fuck's going on. So when we finish the eight, finish the eighth hole. We see some guy walking our way, and he's, he's walking over the golf course, and he has a bag with him. But we see he's coming from towards where all the action's happening. Oh, and in this way, he's like the, the message man you see coming over the savannah. You know, there's like one man coming. He knows something. Uh, you, How do you, so you got to talk to him. How do you know that wasn't Bagger Vance? You know? <laughs> it was just a hologram? or Just it's one lone guy walking up. <laughs> and so we, because he was like a 70-year-old uh, fat white guy. And he he comes over the horizon, and so immediately I greet him. <laughs> like, right, of course, yes, of course. Good day, sir. <laughs> and I was like, dude, what the fuck's happening over there? There's all these cops, and he's like, some guy's got a rifle over there, and he fucking killed himself in his car at the right right in the parking lot. So I'm assuming the background music to this is gonna be "Hey Man, Nice Shot." Right. Wow. Nineties <laughs> oh reference. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're we're all over the age of thirty here. Was we remember filter, that. yeah, filter. Wow, hey man, they had hey man, nice shot, and then the like picture song. That was a good song, though. picture song. Yeah. You wanna take my picture? Cause I... So the guy comes oh. over, and we're like, "Holy shit, we didn't hear a gunshot." Because you, you would have heard it, and like you would have seen the. We were smelling the air. Yeah, we didn't hear anything. You know, you would you would have seen like the Native uh, Americans, the the, the birds. Fly out right, like, like, like in the, the movies. movies, like in the movies. Yes, <laughs> yeah. like in the movies. Yeah, there's always like me the, and Buck are on the same page here. That's right. I got it. Like, right, the, right. I'm, I'm painting the picture. You, right. Like usually the guy shoots himself or kills somebody, and then you just see the birds go. Yeah, and you hear the shot echo throughout the How area. How did you know it was a rifle? Because that's what the guy said. They said the guy shot himself with a rifle hmm. in the car. 
in the car. So we how do you, how do you fit a right like, like a snipering himself? There's several pro- yeah, there's several <laughs> problems with this. Well, like, this was what we were asking each other while we were sitting on the eighth hole. Like, somebody's got a rifle. There's a gunshot that we didn't hear. Like this is becoming Kennedy assassination at right. this point. There was a second man on the grassy knoll. But there's no, but the man from the internet. There's no Snopes on the eighth hole at Bixby Golf Course in Long Beach. There should be. Saul does look like Lee Harvey Oswald. Mm-hmm. Just oh, does he? I've never yeah, met this guy. Little. Just a little. If if he was a Nicaraguan, <laughs> I'm saying just a little. So there's a resemblance. So we have one more hole to go before we go back to like where our cars are and stuff. And we've we've put on a little buzz, by the way. Do you finish it after that, or do you res- like stop playing out of respect? Yeah, exactly. Well, it's between us and the exit is another hole. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to pass it one way or the other. And I was again, I was shooting the best round of my life. I forgot about this part. Yeah. Play on, play yeah. on. Play, you got to play through it. Got to play Game through. on. Game the, on. Yeah. The, the ultimate white guy problem. <laughs> <laughs> you got to play through you gotta it. Got to play through. Yeah. Play so, through. So we were a little somber, and so we tipped. We tipped our beers. To you, you poured out beers. Yes. To the guy you'd never met. We didn't know. We knew somebody was dead that's, in our vicinity. We didn't know it was happening. That's, so, that's mad respect. You're, yeah. You're giving mad respect. You earned that ninth hole. We were in Long Beach. Tip, yeah. tip the forty to your memory. You tip when you live when you live in Long Beach. You just you're just tipping constantly, right? <laughs> As the man from the internet, the logistics of shooting yourself with a rifle in a car, like I'm trying to process this. Yeah, you're still like, still having trouble. Well, there's more to come in this. Story. Okay, all right, all right. So we uh, we we're, we're like we see all these cops, and then there's this part of me that's like, I probably have fifty ounces of beer in me over two hours. You know, I don't live that far away. That, that's four out of a six-pack, just FYI. Given, given the legal ramifications of me coming and driving away, lots of cops. So you definitely want to play that last hole out, sober up a little bit. So we're, we're kind of like, what the fuck is going on? There's all these cops. And, and we, I, I don't want to get involved with the police at this point in my day. But right. we're also we're really interested. Like, oh, shit, there's somebody dead. What the fuck happened? So we, get, we, uh, we, we, uh, we finished the last hole, which I parred. And then we... Uh, oh, a, a plus. Important part of the story. Yeah. Exactly. You're smiling walking out of there. I'm flipping the bird <laughs> yeah. everybody. Yeah. Everyone everyone else was, was that humble brag or did you just go past humble when you flick people off? No, that's just bragging. That's just bragging. Okay. That's, that's white boy brag. So we, uh, we, we, we go towards the parking lot where our cars are and we see... And there's like police tape roped off the whole area. And we see all these cops and then we see a couple of guys that look kind of loaded who are standing in the parking lot. And uh, we're like, what happened? You know, there's a big police ring around one car that's right next to a cop car, uh, an Altima. Like, it looks like a, like a 98 Altima. It's sitting there. And the, <laughs> that's brutal. And the windows are all fogged up. No wonder he killed himself. Yeah. And the windows are all fogged up in it. And so we look around and we, we ask the guys. And we're getting kind of somber because this is like you start smelling. You want to smell death at that point. You're like, what are you? Give it the smells. Yeah. <laughs> you're like hyper attuned you're to smell. Oh, sniffing. All right. Yeah. You're from the internet. You have no idea of are you, the sense are you half variety blo- that, you know. Are you half bloodhound? Like what? Why you the smells? Know, I don't know. We just you want to. You can't see it. Then you go to your next okay. sense. I can't hear anything happening in the car, but, I see, right. but it's all fogged up. Okay. All right. Evidently, what happens to a body? So we we turn to these guys that are there, and we go, "What happened?" Some guy just off himself in the parking lot, and th- what happened was this guy parked next to the Altima at six thirty in the morning. The Altima was already there, 
And the guy was like, yeah, you know, I came to golf at 6.30. We played two rounds, so we've been playing for four hours. We didn't realize what happened. And we saw that there was a guy in the car that looked like he was sleeping. Sleeping. So the guys, they got ready to golf. They saw a guy sleeping, and then they fin- they played the, ho- the course twice. They played 18, and the guy came back to his car. He's like, that guy's not moving. He's still asleep. He's oh, still- he's still sound He asleep. must have had a hard night. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't moved, so he went to tap on the glass. And then he looked, and he saw his whole chest was blown out. And he had the seat back, and he had shot himself in the car. So now I'm mm. now and now there's cops, and the cops are talking to this guy. I don't want to talk to no cops. Like, <laughs> so I'm standing with my buddies, and I'm like, tally up my score, <laughs> text it to me. So and so then I, I but I you know I, I thought maybe when the paramedics were there and stuff, they might have carted the body away. So now I was very interested, and now there's a hill when you leave the golf course that you drive up, and you can see down into the parking lot. So I drove my car around very slowly, but I didn't want to drive like looky loo slowly because I didn't want the cops to be like, "Move along, move along," and get all LBPD on me. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Yeah. No. So I I I, I drove. You up. live in the movies. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's reality when you're dealing with the police. It ain't movies. I'm sure you're on the internet. When you, when you have to deal with, I don't. There's no police on the internet. Like understand, Grand Theft Auto police. You don't understand like the ramifications. I don't. The I don't. Only, you you live in the wild wild west. I'm living in the real world. Okay. LBC. Okay. Right. So I, I drive my carp around down the hill and I see I see this massive just blood all over the front seat of the guy's car. Evidently they had moved the body since you know, when when from the eighth hole when everybody showed up, they got the body out real quick. But yeah, and I was like, Oh my god, how fucking weird was that? Some guy just offed himself at the golf course. This is much more depressing than your furry Murray stories of you going to a park with him. I mean, this is sad. Then the guy beating off this in the park? This is sad. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is I, sad. I, I like the more uplifting ones when guys are beating off in the park. And yeah. You, see, you see that. Yeah. Yeah, this, so this. evidently the, how the guy did it was he leaned the seat back. Oh, okay. Okay, and I'm not sure it was like a bolt-action rifle like Lee Harvey Oswald, but he... It still it. seems like it would be difficult because you're reaching out. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know a lot about guns as yeah. a man. From, I know about three D printed guns, but that's about it. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, so evident. But but I mean, that just cast a pale on me for the rest of the day. I'm like texting my wife. Some dude fucking shot himself at the golf course. And I thought we should have got a free round. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, right? you should have. Maybe we could have. You done were scarred it. for the rest of the day, weren't you? For the. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm still kind of fucked Scarred up about it. for the day. Right. Because it really, it, it's really like life intruding on your everyday existence when some guy offs himself by you. Like, it really puts everything in perspective. Yeah, you do live a charmed life. You really I mean, do. Uh, yeah. He must yeah. have been an avid fucking golfer. Well, I mean, yeah, that's why the golf course? For real. Like, Maybe that's where his greatest pains were. I don't know. Maybe he just lived in the neighborhood, and he he did it like in the morning before the golf course opened, and and just did it where he could be kind of quiet and not around anybody. Oh, but yeah. you figured somebody would have heard a gunshot because there was a bunch of condos around the place. That somebody would have heard a gunshot and reported something. But I don't know. I hear gunshots. I don't say shit. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah, I live in Silver Lake. I'm like fireworks or gunshot. I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Not sure. I'll just go to bed. Yeah, that's yeah. that's my usual response. We never saw it coming, but after 17 years of business, the Lakewood Sperm Bank is closing its doors. Our loss is your gain. With discounts on all of our stock, every last drop must go in this closeout sale, the likes of which you'll never see again. 
We've got Harvard graduates, the doctor kind, mandingos, astronauts, tall athletic types. All our stock is 100% GMO free. That's the Lakewood Sperm Bank on Clark Avenue near the Arby's. Something a little more uh, positive, less depressing. Yeah, let's clear the table. Let's yeah, clear I'm the our man minds. from the internet, and I'm bummed. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have feelings, and I'm bummed. Yeah, we're gonna, we're going to bring the energy up. A he wasn't programmed to feel. And look at him; <laughs> he's like he's fucking sad. Yeah, no, but he could have been programmed to feel like David in AI. <clears throat> no, he's more like Short Circuit. Yeah, <laughs> I love that movie. I love that movie. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? <laughs> you know what's funny. The, the movie AI, the Steven Spielberg movie that was based on like the Kubrick thing. Yes, like, I, I love that movie, and it's so funny. I think it's based on my dog because my dog has that same like you know David is just like so focused on like his family and everything that like when my dog when I leave the house my dog looks at me through the window with this like thousand yard stare of like where are you going? I'm special. I'm David. When I look at my dog, I'm like I I, I feel that same feeling. They they must have based that character on. A dog, probably. On Furry Murray. Exactly. What's your name? Furry David. I'm David. I made you coffee. (laughs) Anyway, so I've I think on a show a while back I I talked about this thing that was really annoying me, and it was like my wife watches the Kardashians, but this extends past the Kardashians. They 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 might have started this, but it's this new thing which I call. For lack of a better term, bitch voice. And you say the Kardashians. Are you talking the offshoot shows like Kim and Chloe? There Duke? are offshoot shows. Oh yes, oh, there are. Oh yes, they take Miami. Yeah, yeah, they, uh, yeah, yeah. She watch all those. Yeah, she watches all of them. Wow, watches all of them. So you're fully ingratiated in this. Well, I mean, it's just it's just a part of my reality that I don't choose. You know, like I come home and she's watching it, and I'm sitting down, dicking around on the computer. Then I start watching, and then I get sucked in, and I just see like Kim Kardashian or Chloe or whatever going. I don't know, like what's wrong with Bruce? Like Bruce is doing something, and it's like this voice that they do, which which makes them sound like they're like really bored, yeah. and it makes them sound like they have some kind of depth that they don't actually possess because they're like world weary, but they're yeah. not world weary at all. It's permanently ironic. Yeah, it's that, like do you remember is, that yeah. like the classic Simpsons when they were at. Um, the, the I think it had Billy Corgan on it. They were at um, yeah. I don't know whether I'm being sarcastic or not. Yeah, yeah. I don't see. He's like, are you being sarcastic? I don't even know anymore, man. <laughs> <laughs> but they just sit there and like, I don't know. Like Bruce is coming over here, and uh, uh, and then you, then you hear like uh, Kesha, like Kesha kind of talks like that, and then like uh, Katy Perry, my cousin, she's like all, all she, case. Katy Perry, my cousin. When, when she, her and Tyler. Are my cousins <laughs> really? Yeah, and and when they when they get interviewed on TV, I'm always pissed at, at uh, you know Katie. First of all, for showing her gorgeous breasts uh, that make it feel weird. Like, wait, I is she have... a first cousin? Yeah, that's oh, the problem. Yeah, I got to change the channel. Yeah, mm. I see her with those nice like Linda Carter Wonder Woman breasts, and I get a little you know. Is well, she single? Can't be thinking those thoughts about your cousin, man. Well, well she's well Can't, after she married Russell Brand, but they broke always, up, right? Yeah, and that was always weird on Christmas because he was just running around like, "Oh my God!" So I'm sitting here tripping the light, fantastic, and he's totally sober acting this way. Yeah. Uh, so, can you introduce me? Yeah. Okay. So to Russell Brand? Or no, to, to Katie. Yeah. Okay. So, so that one time you were in a wig and stuff like that, and you said you were auditioning for a Tyler Perry shit. 
Yeah. That was for real? Yeah. Wow. I thought I just caught you doing something. So there's this thing that I, I, I call it like bitch voice. And I've always like with my wife, I'll be sitting there watching the TV. I, it's like I can't stand these shows with the women who have bitch voice. And I thought I was the only person being annoyed by this on the planet that oh. people were talking this way. And then I saw I just happened to see this 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 thing online and they described it. And it's called vocal fry. Huh. America's young women are running out of oxygen. What else could explain why so many of them sound like this? Oh, God, she has so it, too. She, yeah, I was going to say, so she's good. Cute. I'm Chanel, I'm Which is kind of like my, you know, motto, you know, motto. Kim and Chloe just don't get it, get it, get it. Believe it or not, it. there's a scientific term for the way a Kardashian speaks, and it's vocal fry. Oh, everything yeah. ends it's in a, a rising inflection. Yes, and, and it goes like this. Even if it's a statement. Yeah. Like, Todd, this bear's really good. Good. But then... Actually, it's not really good. We could, <laughs> we could be having this beer, and you'd be like, this beer's really good, but, you know, it's really not working. And so, like, uh, a girl like this uh. could, that could normally be beautiful and vibrant and fun is just kind of <laughs> shunning herself for anything that is in, and making herself unapproachable. No. But, so this woman here is taking apart what this thing is that's been driving me bonkers. Huh. Low, creaky vibration produced by a fluttering of the vocal cords. Speech pathologists call it a disorder that verges on vocal abuse. And here's what it looks like. <laughs> call it a quirk, a trend, or an Six epidemic. Vocal fry is everywhere. I'm not staying here tonight, tonight. The only reason why I'm going is just to, like, network, network. A recent study of women in college uh, found that two-thirds of them use this glottalization. I think it's Which 75%. explains why the fry is a sizzling topic in the New York Times. Uh, so, uh, Sean. Uh, uh, oh. So the man from the internet. <laughs> you, you live in a part of Los Angeles where I'm assuming you hear this quite often. I mean, maybe it's a little bit more Western. Of yeah, where that's you live, more Beverly Hills, Bel Air yeah. style, maybe even West Side. Huh. Or like low end chicks that are trying to sound like they're they're affluent. And I was gonna say it's more Calabasas. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. it's everybody at this point. It's kind of annoying. Now, do, do you ever hear dudes talking like this? Dudes, I think they do. Did I just do it? Oh my god! Did I just do the vocal fry? They do. Did I just do it? Oh, oh my, god. my god! That's like I'm gonna do the vocal fry. <laughs> So that's Morning your- TV sounds something like this. Uh, even for an NPR host. It's annoying. <laughs> I mean, it's really annoying. Yeah, but what are NPR hosts not when annoyed When I by? was a tween yeah. in the early 80s, the Valley Girl was born. She brought us like and up talk. And there's been like a general cultural agreement that like that kind of speech leaves the user sounding airheady. So is this all un- Frank Zappa's fault? Yeah, for for making kids that made the song uh, valuable. Now I think that um, as somebody from the southern, uh, now now that's just tired in the voice. You're that's doing the, it right yeah, there. Yeah, you did the vocal fry, dude. Uh, but I, I, I was thinking that when I visit uh, relatives on the East Coast, when they hear me speak, they say you sound like, uh, oh my god, like that's how <laughs> people from Southern California. You sound like Chloe. It is, it is how so- people yeah. from Southern California talk. Huh? Yeah. I think it's, it's well. You're because, not. You're originally from. I am not the from northeast. The northeast, the southeast, and the southeast. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you find that people from Southern California did you had to have to adjust to this tonality of voice? 
I mean, no, because it's become sort of a national thing now, so it's everywhere. I, I wasn't particularly surprised by it when I came out here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now I we're going to be completely conscious of oh, how we speak. That's why um, I'm not saying shit. No, but... uh for example, okay, my my dad's brother moved out here in like '79. He's from Massachusetts. Their dad, my my dad's dad, talks like he's from Massachusetts. Like right. you know, he's from New England. Like the mass hole. The, he, yeah. No, he's he. I mean, he talks. He drops his R's. He's, it's not Kennedy style, but it's like he's definitely from New England. Right. Um. My dad has a pretty neutral accent. My my uncle who moved out here 32 years ago, you can tell he's lived in California for 32 years. Like he sounds like. A Californian, right? Hmm. And it's like when I when I when I've been on the East Coast, they're like, "You sound like Polly Shore." You kind of do, and I'm like, <laughs> "But I don't think I, I sound that way. I just feel like I sound like a normal human being, you know." But maybe people listen to the show because the show people who listen to it aren't people who are in California. It's mostly people in Canada and the Midwest. Everyone thinks they have a neutral accent or don't have an accent. I know. I'm gonna start calling you the Weasel. The Weasel. <laughs> but but doesn't Buck have some kind of interesting inflection, like? You know? I'm my own person. I'm Christopher yeah, Buck, walking over Buck here. Buck is Buck. Yeah, he's, just, he's just bucking it up over there. <laughs> he has his bucketude. All right, so let's let's finish this off. Vocal fry. So maybe now that it's reached proportions where like the media is now taking it apart, that now we can kill it. Because once anything gets too big, then then we can eventually like Valley Girl. People don't really do the Valley Girl thing as intensely as they used to because you'd be surprised. No, and unprofessional. But vocal fry is unique because researchers have found that women who talk this way are seen by their peers as educated, urban-oriented, and upwardly mobile. She's talking that way. And he totally complimented you. Complimented you. Some linguists even suggest that creaky young ladies are evolving our culture as linguistic innovators. No. Tyler has a pretty good reputation in this business. Business. Well, metaphorically, I (laughs) encourage every woman to find her voice. I'm dismayed at how low it can go. She's doing on it. On my 16th birthday, birthday, I'm burned out on the fry. It sounds underwhelmed and disengaged. Yeah. It's annoying to listen to a young woman who sounds world-weary and exactly like her 14 best friends. Ugh. Ugh. Guys, so, I'm going go to go to a golf course parking lot. I'll blow, <laughs> <laughs> blow your head off. Oh, I'm not going to be right back. Oh, You went there. So maybe this is maybe we're gonna put a stamp on this and say this is like the new plague, like the Valley Girl thing of the eighties. It's the, not gonna end. Uh, like vocal. it's it's just how it's how women talk now. Right. These, These things make me happy. I'm not single, dude. Hold on to your woman. Yeah. <laughs> Do not fuck that up. So. It's a good thing my wife doesn't talk that way. She, she doesn't. doesn't have a, no. She doesn't have a vocal. She doesn't fry. do that. No. 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 It's just rage. <laughs> no. Dis- <laughs> no. Despite going to USC. Right, yeah. yeah. Like you think it would have if she didn't have it it would have hap- it would have happened there, but no. She yeah. would have got affected. Well, she she went there during the 90s, so it was before the fry. I don't this Southern California like is they they lead culture. Like if it would have happened anywhere, that's where it would have happened. I mean, the Valley Girl did the the Frank Zappa song that was from like 1981 or something, right? Yeah. yeah. She's a Valley Girl. Yeah. Oh. So, okay, so now now that we we've discussed a little bit about the annoying things. Oh, wait. We're gonna get to uh, some dating issues because now, because the man from the internet is single, and him navigating oh the dating world uh, is very interesting to me. To put, when you put the man, it's like it's kind of like um, 
it's a fish out of water, definitely, right. kind of thing. But I'm not going to get to that quite yet. I'm just going to say, like I said to Todd a minute ago, to any married listeners, don't fuck it up. The, yep. the dating world is not fun. So we're going to get into that in a second. But there's one more thing I want to talk about. And this is something like the vocal fry <laughs> thing when it comes to women that are being annoying is something that they choose, right? It's like they choose to take that effect. Um and they, they choose that vocal pattern. They consciously go there. Now, there's another thing that certain women have that confounds me, but I but it's not something they choose. But right before we get into that, uh, I've laid out three different things we need to get into. But I just had a, I just had another thought. <laughs> okay. And this is this is to the uh, homosexual gentlemen listening. Now, it, I I wonder. Now, I I just, I just wonder this. Like, okay, so like if if you're a gay dude, right? And then you do all the gay machinations. Like, there's certain gay do the gay speech patterns. There's certain things like that. Now, is that because they're gay, or because they want to be out being gay, so they want to show that? Like, if you're a really hyper masculine man, and you're like, "Hey, man, I'm a bro. I, I, you know, I watch UFC." Like, I feel like that's a conscious choice on some level to behave that way, right? Mm-hmm. That's not just testosterone dictating your behavior. There's some t- t- testosterone involved. In that. <laughs> yeah. What are you saying about me, Todd? Well, well, I'm just well, sitting you know, here in my metal militia gear, <laughs> just fucking, you know. What's but, up? But a guy, I'm missing UFC for this. But 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 a guy who's who's really like uber masculine and stuff. It looks like a, a life choice to portray his sexuality in that way, right? And in the same way, if a guy is gay and he's like, okay, so and he's and he's doing the gay thing, is that he's doing the gay thing or is that just like? Because he's gay, he acts that way. You know what I'm saying? Is that a choice? Is that a pattern behavior? I mean, in the same way, I'm sure all of our behaviors, in some way, consciously decided. I don't know. Am I getting too deep into this? Or I, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I don't necessarily. I'm not going to say I'm an expert on this, but from what I've read, that's kind of how gay men are are portrayed in the media. So, guy like gay men in small towns kind of take that those affectations because that's how that's their role models right they don't have right. a lot of they have the ufc dudes they don't have the gay men as role they got models. rupaul's drag race they get rupaul's drag race they got um the guy who throws the confetti <laughs> rip taylor rip taylor rip taylor yeah they got that kind of thing he was a gay <laughs> richard simmons rip taylor was <laughs> not gay <laughs> stop uh, buck i think we need to talk <laughs> they, they have these exaggerated um the exaggerated uh, portrayals of homosexuality. If you mean he was gay, is it very happy? Then yes, he was very. Rip very Taylor happy. was very happy. <laughs> very so I now. think I think that's the that's the problem is the repression that's involved in that. So the rep- but they so that's 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 their role model. So that's how they express it when they, <clears throat> when they feel comfortable coming out. Yes, and then <laughs> when I worked at a daycare back in the day, there were kids that in fourth grade were clearly gay. Like there were kids that were just like over the like you know if anybody if anybody listening in the audience have you ever been a teacher or you've right. ever worked in a daycare facility or whatever like I work with kids and this kid in the fourth grade was flaming like <laughs> I work with a couple of kids you're like that kid is really gay and like my right. wife's a school teacher she's like oh yeah there's kids in the third grade you're like that kid is gay and they behave like a gay person so you're like is that part of some kind of genetic thing or that well I don't it's know, more like man. they're behaving not like their sex they're behaving more like the opposite sex right yeah they but does that does that or? mean they're gay though i mean i think people have become more open to 
sexuality now, right? But this fourth grader isn't contemplating the societal implications of his behavior. He's just kind of being himself. What was Boy George like in the fourth grade? That's what I want to know. <laughs> what was he doing? Right, but I mean, does effeminate behavior in fourth grade mean that he's going to have sex with a dude someday? I don't know. I got to look these kids up. <laughs> I got to figure every kid that when I worked at the YMCA in 1995 that I was like, yeah, and all the other counselors were like, that kid's gay. There's been enough time. You could you could find them on Facebook. I know, but that would be weird and creepy, right? Dude, come, just, do just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. If you remember but, any but of all the But all the kids that I knew from high school that were like really flamboyant in high school that were, you know, ha- engaging in these machinations. Sounds like a really weird way of saying yeah. it. That right. acted really gay. I, I run into them now, and they're really gay. So I, you may be seeing a subset of it. There's probably people who are gay who you never suspected. Yeah, then there yeah. are some of those, yeah. Yeah. So I think... I think, But that's a the, rarer case than the ones that were like, oh, you're real they gay. Just, well, they just it, don't show it, the machinations. You never would... <laughs> What's going on? Is it a rarer case, or do you... I mean, do you know for... You don't know who's who's... Gay and who's not? Ah, Facebook. I like. I run into people from high school, and everyone I assumed <laughs> when tell. I was a junior. Yeah. Does it say on there, like under the name gay straight? Like ah, you can hit their page, it? and it says like I'm into, into dudes. Dudes. Yeah. Really? And then there's, there's like, I'm into well hung dudes. You know, monster cock. Wow. There there was a, actually a, a recent uh, a Key and Peele sketch that tackled this subject, and it's pretty funny. Oh, okay. Have you seen that show? Yes, I have. I, I saw. Uh, I saw it four months ago. Key, it's funny. I saw Keith Warpeel in a health food store in Venice Beach recently. Okay. The 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 tall bald one. Um, I don't watch. I watched the clips on YouTube. I think that's key. Yeah, I saw him. I was I was getting lunch because it's right yeah. by my my office, and I was getting lunch, and me me and my buddy from work, we were like, "Oh shit, that's one of the." Because I just watched the show for the first time the night before, and I was it's like, hilarious, isn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's a funny show, and one of uh, somebody who's been on this show has uh, written for that. Oh yeah. Oh my god! Did they write? You don't the, tell uh, me these things. I think Jenny Jenny Yang. I think she writes for them. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, man. That's that shows the the um the bit they did about the the college football player names is like is yeah. classic. Yeah, that is a hilarious classic. Bit. So what I wanted to get into, aside from weird bitchy ways of talking, have you ever heard of something called a resting bitch face? Yes, this is hot on the internet right no. now. And there's certain girls. Okay, you know it because it's hot on the internet. It's hot on the internet. There are some women. That no matter what, when you look at them, it's just their facial structure. It may not have anything to do with their personality. They just look bitchy. It mm-hmm. happens. As as a digital entity who is dating right now, yeah. <laughs> I've experienced that where I'm like, oh, this girl was obviously bored of shit. This is not going to work out. And then, then they actually text me or call me back. And I'm like, I was not expecting that because I thought I bored the shit out of them. Yeah, yeah. You thought you bore, and maybe their body language wasn't showing it, but their face is naturally bitchy. It it happens. Is there a celebrity example you can give me? Yeah, Margaret Hamilton, who played the Wicked Witch of the East in The, in the Wizard of Oz, <laughs> in the OG, she has resting bitch face. Like I'm sure, like if you just went to lunch with her, like you met her on OK Cupid, you'd be like, "Wow, this girl's a huge Kamehameha cunt." What, what about? <laughs> See, I, I never assumed that. I'm just like, it didn't work out. Yeah, but, but now I'm like. Now that resting bitch face is a thing, and this is a fairly recent thing, I'm like going back and reassessing all the dates I've ever been on, and I'm like, maybe I didn't do as badly as I thought. You know, it's almost like a cultural bias. It's like being racist. Like before you knew, you know, like let's say, <laughs> let, like dial it back. Let's say it was 1880, okay. and you're going out with somebody who is culturally different from you, like R- resting wench face. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Like let's let's say you you were a. You you were in America and you're of like Irish descent and you went 
out with a girl who was like of like I don't know Prussian descent, right? Because Prussia was a thing then, right? And you didn't understand culturally what her facial things were, or she had a different face genetically because she was from a different part. And I, which would blow your mind in 1880, yes. Right? And you just think this bitch is being a huge cunt, but actually she loves you. But that's just her face, right? Prussian mm. people look bitchy. They probably did, right? And so. I, like there, like I had a coworker. There was this girl, and I was like, "Man, she fucking hates me." Later, I realized she's cool as shit. But because of her, the, her 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 mouth naturally curved down, her nose was naturally like you know not upturned or something. I don't know. This sounds weird. I'm like like implanting just, these weird. She's just describing it, a just, witch, yeah. Anglo-centric things mm. on her face. But this show some, is racist. The shit. <laughs> uh, Okay, people listening know this. And maybe there's some girls listening. They have resting bitch face and they don't know it. Like I've known some guys that are married to women that you're hanging out with them the whole time. You're like, man, that, 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 that chick fucking hates me. But then you realize just later, naturally, in a relaxed position, she looks bitchy. Maybe some guys might have relaxed asshole face or maybe there might be relaxed pretentious bastard <laughs> face, right? Relaxed dick face. Yeah. And like, oh, man, that guy sucks. And, you know, and then it might take you six months of working with the guy before you realize he's cool. Right. You know, but some women just have resting bitch face. They do. So I, I think it's actually the fact that this has become a cultural phenomenon. I think it may be a positive thing. It might be a positive thing for the women, be- right? Because people aren't going to judge now. They're like, oh, she might just have resting bitch face. She could be a fantastic person. It, this makes me rethink lots of dates I went on when I was younger. Dude, I'm, I'm, it's like going through my head right now. Yeah, like my wife doesn't have resting bitch face. Like my wife looks like if you were to meet my wife, oh, it looks pleasant. She's, she smiles all the time. She's like, she's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But women with resting bitch face, they just don't know. No, they just don't know, or they, you know, they, they just can't muster something. It, it's not their fault either, and there's, it's not even a judgment or character flaw, like a judgment on their character. I like to thank everybody for listening to the Far Out Podcast. I'd like to thank Buck Perez for coming down today. Oh, thank you. I'd like to say Happy New Year to everybody listening. Because I Happy think the show's year, coming out right around the New Year. And uh, we'll be uh, doing this show all year. And I'd like to thank the man from the internet. I'd like to get you down here more often if we can. You should live closer to civilization. <laughs> <laughs> Try living in Pedro, man. Oh. No no one comes out there. Yeah, Buck, Buck lives in the... Uh, BFE of LA. <laughs> yeah, it's actually in the city of Los Angeles, but it's kind of... Uh, it's almost the... Uh, I wouldn't say it, it, I don't feel it's this, but it's kind of the butthole. It's like where LA Thanks runs. Thanks a lot, out. Jesus. Plus, it smells like a butthole. That's for sure. I want to say this, but your town smells like ass. <laughs> no, but I love Pedro. I love Pedro. Buck. That's why I'm getting you a Pedro hat for uh, Christmas. Oh, I would definitely do that. Thank you for listening to the Final Podcast. Mahalo. <laughs>